Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, August 31st. On this date in 1886, an earthquake with an estimated magnitude of 7.3 devastated Charleston. The U.S. Geological Survey said at least 60 people died. And on this date in 1963, Walter Cronkite became the anchor of the CBS Evening News. It was just a few months before one of the biggest stories of his career, the assassination of President John F. Kennedy, took place in Dallas, Texas. But can you name the anchor Cronkite replaced? If you're a TV trivia buff, you'll know this one. I'll have that answer in just a few minutes. But first, now that we made it through Edalia, let's check in with the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center and see what to expect for the rest of the week and the holiday weekend. Hey, good morning, team meteorologist Joey Silvine here. 83 degrees this afternoon. Edalia's out of here, so that breeze will be calming down through the day. Some early morning cloudiness and a slight chance of a shower. That fades away. Tonight, we'll see temperatures drop down into the 60s. So a change of pace for us over the next couple of days. Out at the beaches today, early day shower and then some sunshine. There is a high risk of rip currents to so stay out of the water again today. Just play it safe as everything begins to calm down. On to our Labor Day weekend with beautiful weather lines up for you. It is all sunshine Friday through Labor Day with highs in the 80s warming to around 90 by Labor Day. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the Low Country's news leader, Life 5 News. Now let's get to your morning headlines. The Low Country experienced strong winds, tornadoes, downed trees and flooding all because of Hurricane Idalia. Idalia has nearly cleared our area, but many of us are waking up to aftermath of that storm. We'll continue our team coverage this morning for a look at some of the areas that were most impacted. And we're joined now by our Madeline Jeskoiak from downtown Charleston this morning. Madeline, you've been out there all morning long. And tell us what we're seeing at this point. Yeah, good morning, Katie and Shelby. I have been out here this morning. Right now, what we're seeing is much better conditions than yesterday. I'm standing right here in the battery. I've got about two to three inches probably of water that I'm standing in. There's a slight breeze, but it's really not too bad. But on the drive into downtown, there was a ton of debris on the side of the road. Trash I saw. I saw a lot of leaves, pine needles, um, things from trees. But for the most part, it's really just a lot of puddling. This street is blocked off. Um, but we're not really seeing a ton of flooding, just water, mud, and debris kind of scattered all around um, from, from yesterday. Um, reporting live in downtown Charleston at the Battery, Madeline Jaskowiak, Live 5 News. Thanks, Madeline. Glad those conditions are looking better this morning. We do want to remind you that some school districts in the Lowcountry have made changes to their schedules because of Edalia. Several districts have transitioned fully to online learning, and some have canceled after-school programs and activities Williamsburg County Schools will be closed and treated as an inclement weather day. Charleston, Berkeley County, DD2 and DD4 are all on e-learning days today. You'll find the full list of school districts, colleges, universities, and all those changes on our website at live5news.com. And the city of Charleston opened up some of its parking garages to the public for free during the storm. But just a reminder, that expires tonight. Here's a reminder, you got to get your car before 6 p.m. today. That time has been extended. There was originally a deadline of 11 a.m. Heads up, after that 6 p.m. deadline tonight, you will have to pay for parking as usual.
Roper St. Francis has announced some changes to its operation schedule because of the storm yesterday. All Roper clinics and express cares are scheduled to be virtual only today. That means no in-person visits. This comes after all clinics and practices closed early yesterday. All procedures and surgeries that were scheduled for today that are not urgent will be rescheduled. If they are urgent, then they will still go on as planned. The Medical University of South Carolina has also made some changes to its clinic hours because of the storm. MUSC's ambulatory clinics closed at 3 yesterday, and its on-peninsula clinics are expected to reopen at noon today. Off-peninsula clinics are expected to operate under normal hours today. MUSC says virtual urgent care appointments are also available. MUSC's children's health after-hours care locations were not open yesterday, but they are expected to reopen for normal hours today. As expected, with extreme weather conditions, travel, especially flights, have to deal with cancellations and delays while weather alerts are in effect. Air traffic control at the Charleston International Airport will reopen in about two hours at 8 a.m. this morning after closing at 6 p.m. yesterday. The runways themselves remained open with pilots connecting to on to an air traffic control tower in Jacksonville when necessary. According to FlightAware, as of this morning, there have been 21 flight cancellations out of the Charleston International Airport, and we've only been told that there was only a few delays, about two delays, uh, when it comes to departures this morning. Some areas like downtown Charleston saw lots of flooding during Adalia, and our coastlines are also taking a beating. Live Five's Destiny Kennedy's live on Edisto Beach now with an update on those conditions this morning. So, Destiny, what can you tell us? Good morning, Katie and Shelby. I'm here on Edisto Beach, specifically on Palmetto Boulevard, where we see a lot of debris, a lot of these little reeds left behind. There's also a lot of ponding and flooding. I'm going to step out of the way so you guys can see the road leading up to the beach. Again, that's Palmetto Boulevard. There's some ponding going on. You see those reeds. It, it's very muddy now. Um, a lot of wind happening from Idalia. And right now it is a completely different picture from yesterday when there was a lot of rain, a lot of flooding. It's a lot more calmer, but other roads leading up to the beach, there was a lot more flooding going on. So this is very subtle compared to those roads leading up to the beach. Reporting live on Edisto Beach, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. A very different picture, Destiny. Thank you. And as the storm continues to make its way out of our area, the city of Charleston wants to make things return to normal as quickly as possible. As that storm continues to make its way, the city of Charleston wants to, again, make things normal to help with the city's assessment. Though residents are asked to report any storm-related damage by calling the city's citizen service desk. That number is 843-724-7311. You can also do so by filling out a damage report online at www.charleston-sc.gov slash report dash damage. One local foundation and nonprofit are joining forces to help those across the Tri-County who experience damage from Edalia. The Coastal Community Foundation and Trident United Way have announced a joint partnership in order to raise funds for storm relief in Charleston, Berkeley, and Dorchester counties. CCF's Low Country Disaster Relief Fund will continue to support all nine counties in the foundation's Coastal Carolina footprint. All donations to this fund go directly toward disaster relief. We have a link to donate if you're interested on life5news.com. Just look under the big red box.
We're learning new details about the person killed in a head-on collision in the Ravenel area earlier this week. According to the Charleston County Coroner, 57-year-old Reverend Dr. Arthur Holmes was killed in that crash. Holmes had previously served on the Constituent District 23 board and later resigned in April of 2022 after a four-year term. The crash was reported around 4.20 p.m. on Monday on Highway 165 near Hyde Park Road. Deputies say an initial investigation shows that Holmes was driving a sedan that crossed into oncoming traffic and then collided with a pickup truck. Holmes was also the pastor of Holy Trinity AME Church. A wake will be held for him tomorrow from 6 to 8 at the Greater Macedonia AME Church. That's on Savage Road in Charleston. A celebration of life will be held at that same church this Saturday beginning at 11 a.m. We move to the campaign trail now. Despite the rough weather that we've seen, the North Charleston mayoral election forum is still on for this evening. All 10 candidates vying to become the city's next leader will be in attendance. The forum is being held by the Liberty Hill Alliance and the North Charleston alumni chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. This will take place at the Life Center of Royal Missionary Baptist Church at 6 p.m. tonight. The Georgetown Police Department has identified and charged nine additional teenagers following a fight and shooting that happened at Georgetown High School. This all happened Friday night at a football game between Georgetown High and Andrews High, where shots were fired in that parking lot. The game was then canceled. Three teenagers from Andrews High, five from Georgetown High, and one is not affiliated with Georgetown County Schools, were charged with third-degree assault and battery. 19-year-old Tyrell Handy, he was a person who was not associated with the school district. He's also been charged with four counts of attempted murder. The Williamsburg County Sheriff's Office says a man has been arrested and charged in connection to criminal sexual conduct with a minor. 61-year-old Joseph Thomas Burroughs is facing second-degree criminal sexual conduct with a minor charges. Deputies say Burroughs engaged in sexual acts with a 14-year-old, resulting in a child's birth. Burroughs surrendered himself Monday and was booked into the Williamsburg County Detention Center. Former Lowcountry attorney and convicted killer Alec Murdoch has been convicted of two internal disciplinary charges while behind bars. The South Carolina Department of Corrections says these charges involve a news interview and using another inmate's PIN number to make a call. Officials say Murdoch had a disciplinary hearing for these charges Monday and they say he lost his telephone and canteen privileges for 30 days. They say attorney Jim Griffin, who represents Murdoch, recorded Murdoch and then provided the video to the media. The department says it will determine when and if Murdoch will earn those privileges again. At the top of the show, I told you that on this date in 1963, Walter Cronkite took over as anchor of the CBS Evening News. His predecessor, who had been anchor of the first network evening newscast, was Douglas Edwards. Celebrating a birthday on this Thursday, singer Van Morrison is 78. Actor Richard Gere is 74, and actor Zach Ward, who played the villain Farkas in the classic film A Christmas Story, is 53. Thank you so much for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. Hope you have a great Thursday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.